there. So first of all, how rare is it to get a dress that you like how it fits? Oh, rare. <laughs> very rare. Very rare. Hey there, this is Nancy Basile with Plus Size Nerd, and today I have a huge treat for you. I am on talking to not one, but two beautiful Jessica Rabbit cosplayers. Yay! And we are going to dig in their whole process. We're going to compare notes and experiences, and we are going to have a blast. First of all, on my right, <laughs> we have Bay the Fay. You can follow her on Instagram. Hello. And Hello. then on my left, we have Brit. And you can also follow her on Instagram. I believe it's Brit Wit Cosplay. Is that right? Yeah, Brit? it's Brit Wit Cosplay. <laughs> all right. So let's just dive in. First, from each of you, we'll go with Bay first. Uh, how did you get started into cosplay? Because it's a huge leap from just being a normal person to this beautiful cosplay. Uh, so I've always kind of been into cosplay. I've, Halloween is huge at my house. Uh, we throw a giant party every year. We get a skeleton. And so now by, uh, by the end of high school, I had four skeletons. We had like a whole band. So it's always been big. I've always gone to Ren Fairs since I could walk. But I didn't start dressing up as other characters until... Uh, I want to say it was my senior year of high school, so that would have been 2014. I went to Con Con, and I dressed as uh, gender bent Lieutenant Riker. And I had a little phaser, and uh, I you saw went to the big big con. Uh, it wasn't a big big con; it was like a smaller con in okay. Connecticut. Oh, okay. uh, but it did have the greatest con name I've ever been to, <laughs> uh, and I saw so many amazing female nerds that were at this con and I was like, oh wow. So I, I, it's something I can do that's a welcoming community for people like me and I've been doing it ever since. That's great. What about you, Britt? How did you get started? Uh, well, for me, I live in the middle of Virginia, so uh, our community is not very big. <laughs> so it didn't really start here. Of course, kind of like her, I was always super into Halloween and picky about my Halloween costumes, blah, blah, blah. But I actually went to college in Alabama and their cosplay community is like, massive and i went really? to wow. yeah <laughs> i went to comic con which is in birmingham and it was awesome i had my little i was an scp agent <laughs> from scp containment breach i had a little like lab jacket and i painted <laughs> the little logo on the back i had a little rubber duck on my shoulder and i was so proud of it but then for the next like two years i had schedule conflicts and i didn't go to any other cons then my senior year i went to comic con again and I fell in love with it. And then after that, I went to like a bajillion and that's kind of how I started. <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, Britt, what are some of the other characters that you cosplay as? Uh, well, I do May from Overwatch. That's my big one. That's kind of how when I really started cosplaying, I did several different Mays. Uh, my Fallout cosplay, I guess, is not technically a care. I guess it's an OC. I live in West Virginia, Fallout 76 takes place in West Virginia, so that one's really big for me. Uh, Captain Marvel is another one, Barbie, <laughs> and then I do a lot of princesses. <laughs> oh, how about you, Bay? Uh, I'm mostly known for my Ursula cosplay. Uh, I built it from scratch, and then I built uh, the Flotsam and Jetsam eels that fly around with me. They blink, and they talk. It's like actual Muppets. <laughs> uh, so I'm mostly known for that. 
Uh, then I do, of course, Jessica Rabbit. I do about a gajillion Harley Quinns, because Harley Quinn was my first big cosplay build. Uh, I'm currently working on a few Ariels and maybe some Bells. So also big into the Disney princesses. Uh, but yeah, mostly Jessica and Ursula is what people know me for. Cool. All right, so let's talk Jessica Rabbit just for a sec, and then we're going to talk about some of the other nuances to cosplaying. Um, Bay, tell us about how you put your costume and just hair, makeup, the whole look together. So I am mostly a sewer rather than like a prop maker or um, a crafter. So when I was going about Jessica Rabbit, I doodled it on the back of a receipt at work when I was working at Joanne Fabric. Shout out to my Joanne's crew. Um, and I decided what kind of seam I wanted, how high I wanted my slit, did a couple measurements, and then I went on Amazon looking. I actually think, Britt, looking from the dress top, I think we might have the same dress base. Um, Amazon. Yeah, uh, Amazon. <laughs> so uh, when I was looking at Jessica Rabbit, I did a bunch of research on other people's cosplays, and I saw a bunch of people went for the reds and the purples, but when I was watching back through the original grain, it's actually more like a pinky magenta, and through the comic books, uh, when she stars in Roger Rabbit cartoons, uh, it's also that like pinky color. So I decided to custom dye the dress, <laughs> uh, so it's all of the pinks, and then I uh, refolded the top to create this uh, sweetheart. Um, and then uh, the gloves I bought, <laughs> I was cheap on that one. I just straight up bought the gloves. Uh, this is a red lace front. I didn't glue it down, but uh, it's a red lace front, uh, which I do a simple Marcel wave on, which is uh, instead of curling your hair straight over, you twist the hair as you curl it, you heat set it, and then it falls into this naturally beautiful wave. Hmm, interesting. And how about you, Britt? How did you put your look together? Well, mine's not as elaborate. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit was actually one of the first cosplays I did because even before I started cosplaying, that was like the costume I wanted because I mm. love Jessica Rabbit. So I was, I was sewing, but not good enough to really sew a dress. So honestly, this one hasn't been altered. I like the way it fit. Now that my sewing skills are a lot better, I could, but honestly, I like the way it fits so well. I'm probably not going to mm -hmm. really any improvements I've made. Cause if you look at pictures of when I first did Jessica Rabbit and now has just been my makeup skills and my wig styling skills and kind of my, <laughs> my underwear corsetry knowledge has expanded. So I've actually been wearing the same one, the same gloves, the same dress, same shoes, same wig since the first time I debuted her. I've just slowly been taking what I've learned to improvement, but I didn't really alter anything. I just kind of bought it and then I've just liked the way it fits. So I just keep it as is and then just keep updating my wig and the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I, you touched on a couple of things there. So first of all, how rare is it to get a dress that you like how it fits? Oh, rare. <laughs> very, very rare. Very, very rare. Yeah, exactly. And second, uh, the more I talk to cosplayers, this is very interesting. So we have Bay, who is, uh, like she said, more of sewing and alterations and sometimes building costumes. And then you bought yours, and you were a little bit apologetic about that. I, 
I'm curious how each of you feel about that because I know that there are some cosplayers who are like so true to the art that they see someone who buys a costume as not really a cosplayer. How do you feel about that, Britt? Um, that's absolutely not true. <laughs> Cosplay is not sewing. It's it's part of it, but sewing is a skill you can use for it. Cosplaying is, you know, showing your love for a character and bringing that character to life. It's costume play. So I have absolutely zero problem with somebody buying a costume unless they're competing, and then that's like a no-go. But <laughs> other than that, like... I don't care if you had your whole piece custom ordered, if you ordered it on Amazon or if you handmade it, as long as you're having fun, like who cares? Yeah. How about you, Bay? Do you like uh, you take extra pride because you've built so much yourself? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm very proud of myself, but it does not come at the detriment of other cosplayers. I a thousand percent echo what you said, Britt. Uh, cosplay is costume playing. Uh, I have costumes that I've made 100% from scratch. I've had costumes that I've spent $300 on making it custom because I just didn't want to sew it that day. And that doesn't make me any less of a costumer. Uh, it just happens that I compete a lot. So I, ha I tend to make a lot of my own costumes. Oh, yeah. The competition thing is something I hadn't thought about. So that does make sense because you want a level playing field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually layers of... Uh, like convention, sorry, uh, convention competitions. So for example, the first contest I entered, you only had to make like 50% and then you could list what you bought and then list what you made. And then uh, my most recent one, you had to make it like 100% your own. So it really just varies on the convention and the type of style you do. I tend to do more uh, performance contests than I do with actual craftsmanship contests, but they do take into factor if you made it. Interesting. Um, Britt, do you do much comp uh, competing or competitions? I do. Just for Jessica Rabbit in particular, I knew I wasn't going to compete with her. So I just, and like I said, at the time, my sewing skills were not where I wanted them to be. But I do compete. I am more of the craftsmanship side than I am the the acting kind of performance side. But I usually save my competition pieces for big builds because I'm not a prop builder. So my competition pieces are typically more of the princess cosplays because I'm very detail oriented in my dresses. So like my Elsa, I don't know if you've, you've seen it, but the the part that goes along here and my sleeves, I hand beaded all these tiny little seed beads for like ever. <laughs> and that's just kind of the stuff I put into my competition pieces, but I, I do compete but it's more of the craftsmanship side than it is the, the performance yeah. side. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned, Britt, that I want to come back to, undergarments. Super important, even in everyday life, but with Jessica Rabbit, especially important. <laughs> um, what have you fine-tuned when it comes to corsets, or what did you start with versus what you have now, Britt? Okay. <laughs> so the first time I did Jessica Rabbit, I did a strapless bra, which is, I've got like triple D E size chest going on. Strapless bras are a nightmare for me. And yeah, then me I did not wear any kind of courtistry. I wore like, they weren't even really spanks. They didn't really suck in. They just kind of smoothed. And I looked all right. It just wasn't the look that I wanted. So the second time I did Jessica, I got a corset without a bustier on it. 
and then I wore the strapless bra and I bought the little gel silicone things. Well, it didn't really work because my chest is so heavy that just kind of flattened them. <laughs> but it still didn't give me that look I wanted. And then when I did my Barbie cosplay, it had a bustier on it. And then I put the feathers across and I put it on and I said, holy moly, <laughs> this is the shape I want for Jessica. So now when I do Jessica, I definitely get the bustier because it pushes them up. I don't have to worry about my strapless bra falling down all day. It gives me that hourglass shape. And it's just kind of the, the shape I want. So undergarments are very important when you're looking at shapes. I'm definitely going to wear a different undergarment when I'm Jessica Rabbit compared to when I'm, you know, Captain Marvel. <laughs> Where did you get the BCA that you ended up with? Uh, Amazon. Oh, Amazon also. Okay. <laughs> um, how about you, Bay? Did you, were you good from the get-go or did you have to go through a process to find um, things? So I have almost a reverse problem with my Jessica is I am built as a plus size woman from like the butt down. From the top up, I'm a 14-year-old boy. So uh, I'm actually wearing two bras right now. But normally, uh, I wear a bra that's my size that's strapless. I wear a push-ups bra size that's bigger than my cup size. And then I stuff it with foam. So I make like a little boob shelf. Yeah. Uh, and then for my corsets, uh, I've been corset training since I was around 13, 14. And I'm actually a burlesque performer, so I wear three corsets for Jessica, and I actually have them with me. So oh, great. Uh, yeah, the first one I wear, uh, I got this at JCPenney's. It's a girdle, but it hooks in, so it's a little bit smaller than what I actually am. So it cinches me in, and it smooths out my butt. Then I wear a workout waist cincher. So these things are, they look a little bit bulky, but these straps on the sides over here, uh, ooh, can't touch that with my gloves. <laughs> um, they uh, pull me in specifically on my waist right underneath my rib cage. Uh, and then finally, I wear a steel boned corset. Uh, you can get these from Amazon. I happen to get mine from Corset Story. Uh, they have amazing deals. I got this in the three, four, one sale. Uh, so oh, wow. I'm going anywhere between like 130, 160 but I got three of them for that price, which is amazing. So I ended up wearing a corset and that really cinches me in. Uh, I do need helpers. I cannot sit down, but uh, I know that that's the look I wanted to go for. I wanted to go for an extreme. Also, I've been corset training for such a long time, so it's a bit safer for me. And you have to time how long you wear your corsets because there's like, just like a binder, uh, there's certain times that you can wear, certain times you can't. So uh, be safe if you are corseting. Wow. Um, I had no idea. This is fascinating. Two coming at things like from two completely different problem areas. And babe, I would have never known you had all that going on. Not a million. Oh yeah, it's a lot of infrastructure. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, do you have? You said that you have helpers. Which wow. I think any cosplayer really needs helpers, either to carry things, fix things. You know, with safety pin things on when they fall off or whatever, or, you know, to like maybe sometimes even do a little bit of crowd control. Do you have um, an emergency kit that you carry with you, Bay, that has like certain things that you always have with you just in case? Uh, yes. So whenever I'm on the con floor, I have my giant hideous camera bag because I take a lot of photos. I do a lot of cosplay photography, so I always have it on me. And my helper, who is normally someone who's either not in cosplay by choice, I'm not going to be like, hey, come to this con and follow me around. 
it's uh, they're at the con. They just so happen to want to hang out, and I'll be like, great, can you hold this for a second? Or it'll be one of my friends who's in a less complicated cosplay. Uh, they'll have my camera bag. I always carry a sewing kit on me uh, for any cosplayers who might need it, mostly for myself. Uh, I've had straps break five minutes before I went on stage, and I had to sew it real quick, so it's saved my life. Uh, I don't carry a water bottle, but I should. Mm. Because uh, I can't put it in my bag. <laughs> but uh, hydrate or dihydrate is my friend's motto. Uh, we <laughs> can it That's Sorry, a good one. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and then I have um, emergency uh, room keys. And then I have my business cards that mm. I always carry around. So I carry around, I think, like 40 to 50 anytime I'm on the con floor. How about you, Britt? Do you have an emergency kit that you have found helpful over the years? So, uh, you know how this is the con mom? I'm the con child. <laughs> like, I get there and I have, like, sometimes my wallet, sometimes my keys. Sometimes I do bring certain stuff for specific cosplays. Like, I do Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, and my ruby slippers are covered in these rhinestones. So, I will bring, like, for that one, a little mm. thing of each thousand and some rhinestones. But as far as, like, a consistency across the board, no, I just kind of show up and hope for the best. <laughs> well, one, you're so right. The cosplay community as a whole, I find, is very supportive. The crazy thing is when I go online to look up anything about cosplaying, there's all this vitriol. There's all this negativity about you don't look like that character, you shouldn't play that character, or, you know, I don't know. There, I find all this negativity, but when I actually talk to cosplayers, cosplayers are like, I don't know, I've never had that bad experience. Britt, have you ever had any bad experiences as a cosplayer? Uh, I mean, I have. It's usually, it, the hate 99% of the time doesn't come from within the cosplay community. It comes from people that don't cosplay, have no idea of the work that goes into it. And it's usually just stupid stuff, like, Jessica Rabbit's waist is this big. Why is yours not this big? Or whatever, like, mm -hmm. stupid. Or Harley Quinn, your dress is one shade off from the red that her had it. Like, just stupid stuff that, why are you even picking that out? But like I said, 99% of the time, it's not even coming from cosplayers. Of course, sometimes it does. There's always a few bad apples in a bunch, but usually... It's not, for me, myself, I haven't had too much of that type of negativity, but I have had, <laughs> usually it's just people calling me fat, <laughs> teenage, oh! like, honestly, but <laughs> That's it's usually never something, yeah, but it's usually boys that, like, their profile pictures are like this, like, <laughs> so it's not... <laughs> Yes. I was just going to ask you if most of the negative stuff that you've gotten has been from boys or men. Yeah, they usually either call me fat or they say that I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what about you, Bay? You're also a burlesque performer, so that's, you know, another layer to that. Have you had any bad experiences? Uh, very similar to what Britt has. Uh, almost all of the negative feedback I get is from people who aren't in the cosplay community. Uh, I actually had such a bad experience that I've stopped cosplaying a character that I really enjoyed. Uh, I, 
Uh, so I used to have a Hermione cosplay that I had. I threw it together in like a weekend. I was like, wow, we're going to be in this really cool location. I'm so excited because uh, I'm a Slytherin particularly. But I was like, you know what? I'll dress up as a Gryffindor. I have this cute little robe. It'll be really fun and quick. I have this lovely shoot. I put it outline. Uh, and then book lovers, they're like, uh, Hermione's hair isn't that kind of texture. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I got the wig for free. You know, like I just had a lot of fun with it. And they would go on and on and on. And I'm someone who can't, I, whenever I see someone being mean to other people, I have to chime in and be like, hey, you can't treat people like that. And I'll especially stand up for myself online. So I would get into these like tit for tat back and forth. So I'm trying to explain to them, it's like, hey, listen, I'm sorry you don't like my cosplay. You're entitled to your opinion but you can't tell people that they're wrong. You just cannot like it, that's fine. Uh, but don't tell someone that they're wrong and they're disrespecting the authors because it, it's, it's just, they're fictional characters. Right. Like, of course I'm fat. Jessica Rabbit <laughs> was a cartoon. If she was a real person, she'd fall over. <laughs> it, right. it just baffles my mind. And whenever I meet people in person, they're like, oh my God, it's so amazing to see you cosplaying. You look like me. You are proportioned like me. And you look amazing. I'm like, yes, I do look amazing. I put a lot of work into it. And you know, if you want to dress up, you would look just as good. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't, bother me the hate comments that I receive the few times that I do uh, but when I do I will 100% call it out Good. Um, and also uh, it, it's mainly people yes it's a lot about my size but because I am a crafter people are always harping on me about uh, accuracy uh, specifically when it's book characters of like there's no image so what, what would I do <laughs> I find that so interesting. When you said that you stopped cosplaying a character because you got so much negativity, I was picturing someone dressed scandalously, you know, or showing a ton of skin. Hermione of all yeah. the benign of characters. <laughs> like, that, that's insane. And you're right, especially book readers. Like, I'm a huge book reader. And I guess it's because when you fall in love with a fiction, you have someone in your head that you're picturing. But come on, what reality do you live in that someone in real life is going to match whatever's in your head that's crazy? Yeah, crazy. I also have people mad at me because I'm a Slytherin, and they're like, you can't cosplay a Gryffindor. It's for Gryffindors only. I'm like, I don't have a Ravenclaw anyway, so what's the point? Ah, oh, that's right, that's right. Um, I This brings up a whole subject and uh, that I, I love talking about uh, because I feel like it's a message that a lot of people need to hear who are maybe watching this video or lurking on your Instagrams but never really speak up. And that's this whole idea of being plus size and being fat, I hate that word, but whatever, and that you then can't play certain characters or that you shouldn't even aspire to you know, be dressed up and be walking around looking fabulous. Um, Britt, do you ever have to address that or say like, look, you know, just because I'm size whatever, I can still do this. For the most part, no, because a lot of the negativity I get are just trolls being obnoxious and I just delete it and I'm like, whatever, you're not killing my vibe. Yeah, so for the most part, no. I mean, if it came to it, I would. I do make a lot of body positive, ugh, body positive <laughs> content and posts per se. And like, if someone's down, I am going to hype them up and be like, yeah, 
you're you're hot. Shut up. But right. So <laughs> do you find yourself, do you find yourself encouraging <laughs> other plus size women to you know feel good about how they look? Heck yeah. <laughs> good. Good. For sure. Yeah. How about you, Bay? Um, I I found the inverse of it. Uh, whatever people call me fat, I'll just delete it because it's not true. I'm plus sized. I'm not fat. My body naturally does this. Oops. Right. Sorry. Right. Um, but I get so many messages and private DMs of other women being like, hey, I saw your cosplay and I think it's so cool. You look like me. Can you give me a few tips on how to do this character? And I'll always, always, always say yes. Uh, I, whenever I am researching a character, the first thing I'll Google is plus size name of character. Because I want to see how other women my size went about doing it. And I'll message them and be like, hey, I liked your wig. Can you give me a few tips? Or wow, I really like the way that you corseted this. What, Where did you get your corset? I'll always reach out. And 98% of the time, uh, other cosplayers are 100% down to talk about their craft and to share, and I think that's what makes the cosplay community so great, is that we're all here to uplift each other. Yeah. Uh, also, um, on the burlesque side, I get to charge more because I'm plus size for all the <laughs> Is that right? You get to charge more because you're plus size? Uh, it's something I like to say, uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't want to call a specialty performer because I don't look like the standard burlesque performer. Uh, so while yes, I am a novelty, I get to write that novelty off on my taxes. That so. is very cool. Britt, when you're um, struck with an inspiration to play someone, what's what's your first step? Do you go to Pinterest? Do you go to Google Images? Um, what do you do? I usually go to Google Images. That's going to be my, my first. If it's from a movie, typically I'm going to watch that movie like 5,000 times. <laughs> Before I start the process, sometimes I'll look up and see what other cosplayers have done, if it's going to be something really ornate that I'm going to do. Sometimes if I can find reference books, I will I'll get one. But it's really, I really just kind of dive head first into it and hope for the best. <laughs> That well, you know, a lot of creative people that's what they do. They, you know, everyone has their own process, so that completely makes sense. Um, what Brit would be your like dream cosplay? Like, what's the thing that's your white whale that you want to do but you haven't dived in yet? Um, well, originally when I first started, it was Jessica, so always making improvements on her. The second one is which this one's a little bit controversial, um, the movie Gone with the Wind. I love it. I love all Scarlett O'Hara's dresses. The costume design's beautiful. And I actually have the fabric for her barbecue dress, the uh, white and green one with the big hat that she wears. I have the fabric sitting here. I just haven't started it <laughs> yet. And then my other one is a design that I've had kind of tucked in my mind. It will definitely, I was going to start it this year, but then COVID hit because it's going to be a big competition piece. I want to do the Great Fairy from Breath of the Wild as a ball gown. So I want the dress part to be like the flower, like the skirt part. And then my top half of the body would be her coming out of the flower. It would be a lot of nude mesh with a lot of sequence, but kind of the, the flair to it <laughs> is I want to be able to pull the bottom part of the dress up, probably use a hula hoop as a base and have a whole kind of scenery underneath it. So I would have the flower clothes and have some lights in there to be like the little fairies 
little ball fairies that are in Zelda. So that's the goal. I have not started it at all. And then I want all the makeup in here to be drag inspired. I, that <laughs> I is cool. that so bad. <laughs> that's so cool. What about you, Bay? What's like the, the big cosplay that you dream about doing? So I have one that's I'm probably never going to do and one that I have in the works down the line. So the one I probably will never get to do is uh, Persona 5, uh, Haru's Persona. So uh, Persona is a game basically where uh, you are a high school student and you get like tarot card inspired like um, avatars that fight on your behalf. And Haru's is a giant pink ball gown that's also a tank. And she has no face. That sounds really so, cool. It's a cool. It's a, a battle ball gown. I want it. I want it so bad. So it would be like a giant ball gown and a giant gun sticking out of the front with wheels on it. I'd wear like some sort of like like blacked out face mask or maybe even like a green one so I can green screen in something in front of me. Mm. Um, and it would be the biggest, I would not have room in my house for it. Like <laughs> maybe one day I'll get to it, but right now I haven't conceived of a sensible way of building it. Yeah. And then the other dream cosplay, which I do plan on working on is from the little mermaid. It's uh, when Vanessa is found out to be Ursula and she's mid-transforming. So I want to build Vanessa's wedding dress and I want to put my tentacles underneath. And then I want to like dishevel it so it looks like I'm half transforming into my sea monster. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a plan for that. I just got to wait for the money to come in so I can buy my materials. <laughs> I love that both of you have, have this uh, need to be revealing what's under your ball gown. <laughs> I love it. Um, for cosplayers, especially plus size cosplayers who want to get started, I know so many women who are dying to cosplay, but for what something's holding them back, either making the costume or they don't think they could pull it off or they're worried about what people would say. Like, what would you say to that person that's just starting their journey, but they're a little scared? What would you say, Bay? Just uh, do it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not Bae. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, just do it. But uh, the only person you have to make happy is yourself. Mm. If you're not happy with it, change it. If yeah. you want to go put on a Princess Peach costume you bought at Spirit Halloween and wear it to the con, do it. You'll People will love it. If you want to spend years hand sewing it, go for it. There's no wrong way to cosplay unless you're making yourself uncomfortable or you're making yourself unhappy. Mm -hmm. How about you, Britt? Do you have any sage words of advice? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just got to do it. It's to make yourself happy. It's art and you're supposed to express yourself through art. So at the end of the day, it's not for anybody else but yourself. That's great. Wonderful words of wisdom. Anyone looking for these two gorgeous ladies, there are links in the description below to their Instagram where you can find them. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it.